Well, hello and welcome to C3 Reflect today. My name is Sats, and my wife Emma and I, we're the lead pastors here at this church. It's great to have you with us. And if you are joining us for the first time, then hey, let me just encourage you uh, to hit subscribe right here on YouTube. Uh, give us a follow over on social media channels, Instagram at C3 Reflect. And of course, probably the best thing you can do is actually jump on our mailing list. Um, so if you want to be in the know about everything that's coming up, then please do head to c3reflect.church slash connect and uh, you can jump on board and uh, find out about, a bit more about who we are and all of that kind of thing. Uh, well, hey, we're in the middle of our influences series and uh, today we're on week six. We've been talking all about the elements of influence. There's nine in total and this is kind of special because it's making up a framework of, uh, I suppose, a kind of membership of people who are saying, yeah, I want to be in, yeah, I want to follow Jesus and uh, yeah, I want to be an influence in my world. And of course, influence is not just about the big moments and the platforms and the, the public moments, but it's also often about those small moments, those quiet moments behind the scenes. You know, when someone shares an encouraging word or the way that we treat one another and the way we raise our kids and those sort of moments um, out of the heart, uh, this is where we can really make a difference. And I believe that if we as Christians can be fully activated in our world as people who are following Jesus to be salt and light, man, we are going to change the world. And I believe that Jesus wants every single one of us to carry that sort of influence. So today we are talking all about prayer. And uh, prayer is one of those words that everybody has heard of. And yet I think... Uh, it's so important that I don't just want to kind of brush past this as an idea and say, yeah, everyone should pray. But I really want to take a few moments to lean in a little bit more and unpack what it means to pray and why prayer is so important. Like, why should we do it? You know, we're living our lives. We're busy people. Uh, we've got things to fit in already. Isn't prayer just like another thing to fit in? Well, not quite. I want to read you a scripture from Matthew 28, verse 18. And these are kind of some of the last things Jesus says to his disciples. He's raised from the dead. He's died on the cross. It's Easter. And uh, after that, um, you know, uh, this is what he says. He says, uh, Jesus came and said to them in verse 18, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful statement that is that Jesus is with us. I want to just speak that over you today. Jesus is with you. I don't know if you feel like you're with him. I don't know if, if he feels close or not right now. Maybe you feel a bit disconnected, a bit far away. But can I tell you this, that there is a promise from Jesus um, to us that he will be close and he will be near. He, here's what we need to understand is that Jesus wants to have relationship with us. And maybe you heard that before, maybe that seems super simplistic, but the God, the creator of all of the universe, who has made everything that we see, desires to have relationship with those he has created. And that includes you. And not only does he want to have relationship, but the Bible also tells us that that relationship is birthed out of love. As a father or a mother loves their, their son or daughter, there's, there's just a love. And, and here's the thing about that sort of love is you can't get rid of it. You can't turn it off. Even when your kids are annoying, which 
They are. <laughs> We've got four kids. Uh, they're all age seven and under, and we have a lot of fun. But there is sometimes some drama. And uh, but you know what? No matter what happens, that that switch, that desire uh, for love, for their best, uh, for good things for them. It doesn't, it never goes away. And uh, you, it's so hard. You can't get rid of that desire. And this is God's heart towards you and I. And so when it comes to relating to God, uh, that's what we first of all need to understand. Because some of us have been told that God's annoyed, God's cross, God's on our case. And, and uh, hey, maybe you've done some things that, you know, these things aren't quite right. Uh, well, well, look, let me just remind us today, and we'll deal with those in a moment, but at the end of the day, God's heart towards you and I is good. He loves you and he genuinely cares about you. And it's out of that heart and that, that nature and character of God that is so full of love that he wants to relate to us in relationship. And I think sometimes that's where we stop, right? And so I know people who have been Christians or going to church for a long time and yet when I talk to them about their relationship with God, that's pretty much all it is. God loves me. Well, here's, here's the problem with that is that God loves a lot of people. <laughs> God loves a lot of people that we might not really love. God loves a lot of people who've done some bad stuff. God loves some people who've made some colossal mistakes. But just because God loves someone doesn't mean that they are in relationship with him. Why? Because love can be one-sided, but relationship requires two. A relationship requires two people. It's a mutual relationship. So just because God loves us, that's great. But the real question for us today is, do we love God? If God wants to relate to us, God wants to be involved in our world. God wants to be a part of what we're doing. But do we want to be a part of what God is doing? Do we want to hear what God has to say? Do we want to include him in our lives? And this is where we come to this whole concept around prayer. Prayer is really simply this. It's conversation with God. And I, I think this sixth element of influence that we're talking about, if we're going to be people who carry Jesus into our world, well, it kind of makes sense that we need to be talking to him. <laughs> right? And that's what prayer is. And so our commitment as an influencer is that we're going to be people who, you know, maybe not 24 hours every single day, but there is going to be a regular conversation. In other words, we are going to be in relationship with God. I think that's a much de better definition than I've prayed a prayer once or my parents went to church, therefore I'm in relationship with God. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Because relationship is something that we have to work on, is something that we have to invest in, is something that there is a cost to, is something that in one sense inconveniences us, but the value of that relationship is worth something to us. So we will rearrange our lives, we will rearrange the our schedule to meet with friends and to see people that we want to see. But will we rearrange our lives for God, the most important relationship that any person could ever have? You see, God loves us, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in relationship with him because love can be one-sided, but relationship requires two people. And so prayer is like a conversation. And you know this, that, that every relationship needs conversation. Yeah, I can be married, but if I don't talk to my wife, our marriage is going nowhere. <laughs> if we don't spend time together, if we don't enjoy being around each other, if this is something I've just got to tick a box and do, as opposed to something that I actually desire, 
and practice and enjoy, then it's not going to be a very healthy relationship. And so prayer is this conversation with God. And really the conversation that we have with God kind of sums up the essence of our relationship with him. Because if we don't talk to him, we probably don't have much of a relationship. And how we talk to him and how we talk about him is going to reflect how we understand who he is. And here's what I understand, church, is that God wants to relate to you. And I love in this scripture, Jesus says, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. In other words, this person, Jesus, God, the creator of the universe, is the most significant person that you could be in relationship with. I don't know how many VIPs you know, how many celebrities you know, maybe you know some people who've got some influence or some authority or some stature, some status. Well, let me just encourage you today that this is Jesus who wants to be in relationship with you. He's, he's got all authority. He's literally defeated death. He literally created everything that we know all of the environment around us all of the 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 minerals and elements and atoms and things that make up our world have been created put here by god and that god wants to know you so what are we going to do are we just going to live our lives or are we going to stir ourselves up to truly value the relationship and here's where it gets tricky church because god does love you and it's always good to lead with that, doesn't it? But we need to understand that, that, that we live in a finite world. And we live in a world that is full of sin, that is actually kind of falling apart. And one day, Jesus is going to invite us into a whole new world, or an eternal world. Somehow, heaven and earth is going to be remade. The Bible tells us all about it. And that's going to be eternity. And this is the thing, because God loves you so much, He is not going to force you to hang out with him for all of eternity. Because that's what love does, right? Love doesn't force people to do things. Love doesn't control people. Uh, Love doesn't manipulate people. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is generous. And love ultimately allows other people to choose. So whilst God wants relationship with you so much, whilst God wants to be involved in your life because he can help you, He can bless you. He can provide for you. He can open up doors for you in your business. He can bring healing to your soul. He can fix that broken relationship. He can bring insight and wisdom into difficult situations and circumstances. God wants to work on your behalf. Not only on your behalf, but through you. God wants to work through you and bless your world. God wants to to be involved. But, But without an invitation... God is not going to knock the door down. In fact, this is what it says in Revelation 3, verse 20. It says these words. Jesus says this. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. I just love that because, again, food, table, He says, I will come and I will eat with you. If you hear my voice, if you become aware of my desire to be in your world, I will come in. I I wonder what areas of your life need Jesus to come in a little bit more. I wonder what places that are dead that need a little bit of life that Jesus could come in. I wonder what places of your life are sick that Jesus could come in and bring healing and bring life. This is God's desire. 
for you to experience life with him, that he would be with you always. He's the source. He's everything that you need. And so it's not that becoming a Christian or following Jesus means life is perfect. But what it does mean is that we navigate life with Jesus. And we will find when life is full of what life tends to be full of, all sorts of dramas and mysteries and pains and difficulties, we'll actually be able to navigate those circumstances and those moments with Jesus instead of without Jesus. And Jesus will help us and Jesus will encourage us. And, and, but the only way we experience all of those things is through a living, breathing relationship that is called prayer. Because if we just pray once a year, well, there's not a very present God. God wants to be more involved in that. And if you were smart, you would think, God, I need you to be more involved in my life than that as well. You see, God is not going to force us to spend all of eternity with him, which is why he gives us a choice to choose do I want to be in relationship with Jesus or do I not? And every person will get what they truly most desire in their heart. So I want to encourage us, church, if we've grown a little bit slow or a little bit uh, tired, or maybe we've just found ourselves not really valuing what we have, what we have access to, I want to encourage us to stir up that conversation with God and to draw near to Him. Because the Bible says when we draw near to God, God draws near to us. Not because he was far away, but because he is ready and waiting. He's waiting for the conversation. So I want to just share as we go through this message, just a few ways that we might be able to relate to God. Because the Bible describes God as all sorts of things. And often we tend to find that we see God in certain ways. Uh, some of us see God only as, as, you know, this kind of big authority figure. Some of us only really see him as a friend and uh, we can kind of just take or leave what he says. Well, the answer is a little bit more holistic and complex than that. And I find that the way we talk to someone is, it, it really depends on who we think they are. And so my prayer is that in this conversation, we would just open up our hearts and begin to see who God really is. Well, first of all, God is a, is a king. And I'm sure there's more than the things I'm going to say here. But God is a king. He's the creator. He's above all. He's great. He's mighty. And he has authority. He's a king over life and death. And so, you know, if we were to see a king or a queen come into the room, or if we were to go take a visit to Buckingham Palace, there would be some changes to our behavior. Let me put it that way. There would be some certain expectations and I got a feeling every single one of us would be pretty quick to obey. <laughs> Go there, do this, say that. Be like, yeah, sure. Whatever you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I'm told to do. Why? Because there's royalty in the house. Our God is a king. He's royalty. So when we approach him, he might speak to us. He might want to try and help us. He might actually tell us, don't do that, do this. Uh, he might say, uh, you need to uh, get rid of that part of your life. You need to remove your, that part from your life. You need to change something about the way that you're living. You need to change something in your mentality. You see, God is trying to help you because God loves you, but he's king. He's above all. So what we're going to find is if we don't relate to him as King Jesus and just my mate Jesus down the road, we're going to take and leave what he has to say. And you know what happens in a relationship where someone ignores what you have to say? Have you ever been in that situation where uh, somebody will ask you for advice and uh, you think, 
cool, you're asking, I'll, I'll just tell you. This is what I think you should do. And uh, it's always easier to see into someone else's life than it is your own, isn't it? So, and then what do they do? They go away and they do the exact opposite. Instead of breaking up with the person, they, they get back together with the ex. And you're thinking, oh no, this is gonna open up a world of pain for you. We've seen where this goes before. And of course, six months later, they're back again asking for advice. But here's the thing, the second time round, I'm much less likely to speak my mind. Or put it this way, that person is much less likely to hear what I actually have to say. And so this is what happens with God. When we hear from God, but we don't act on what God has said. When God has given us instruction, but we were not actually willing to follow through. That, that's what faith is about. Faith without works is dead. Faith comes by hearing a word from God. And we're going to find that if we spend time with Jesus and we ask him questions, that he will actually answer us. But, but you can't stop there. You have to make sure that you hold what you've been given with, with gr a great sense of honor. And we actually go, hey, I'm going to go and do what God has told me to do. Why? Because God is king. So let me encourage you and let me ask a question. What has God spoken to you about that you have not yet done? As you're going to find that that's going to be a pain in that relationship with God because he's not going to want to move on too much from there. And you're going to fi find it slightly awkward. <laughs> and this is one of the things that stops us uh, from actually coming back to church and engaging in worship and all these things. When we have a little thing that we're just like, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I'll, just, I mean, just, I'll just see if we'll forget. And we just find that we can't shake it. We have to submit our lives to Jesus because he wants the very best for us. God is king. He's also a priest. The Bible describes how Jesus, a high priest, He's made a sacrifice on our behalf. And here's what I love about that is that Jesus ministers to us. I find sometimes in my relationship with God, it's not about me going and doing something as Jesus is king, but it's just about me receiving something. Sometimes I don't have everything that I need. I mean like emotionally, I mean mentally. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I feel frustrated. Sometimes I feel down and I know that I can go to the, the priest, the high priest who is interceding and praying on my behalf, sympathizing with all of my weaknesses. Sometimes I just need a moment with Jesus, the priest. I, I wonder what things you're trying to fix on your own. I wonder what things you're trying to fix with self-help when you have a priest who can stand with you and believe with you for change. Come on, come to Jesus today. Uh, you, you've got Jesus the leader. And we're called to be disciples, right? Of him, our teacher, our leader. We're going to find that Jesus will give us uh, wisdom and insight and tell us what to do in impossible situations. Hey, I just sense there's someone right here and you are facing something that is impossible and you've come to the end of yourself. And you were saying, what shall I do? And you don't know, and you're asking your friends, and you're asking your parents, and you're asking yourself, and you're asking your girlfriend, but man, you, you don't know what to do. Hey, can I just encourage you right now? Ask God. Ask Jesus. He, he is faithful. He will help you. He has wisdom that will unlock your future. He can solve the things that you're facing, even the mess that you got in yourself. Jesus will help you. He is your leader. He's also your brother. He's closer than a brother. And I love that. For me, it speaks of this closeness. That God is close. Sometimes you just need someone to be in the room. Sometimes you need to, someone not to say anything, just simply to be there to feel his presence. 
I want to I tell you today that his presence is with you. Come on, just wherever you are, take a moment and just say, Jesus, I welcome your presence. I'm making room for you today. Not only is he king, priest, leader, brother, but he's also a father. He's a safe refuge. He's a safe place for you to say whatever you need to say. Whatever is on your heart, he won't judge you. In fact, one of the things I realized is that prayer is one of the ways that we process some of the heaviness in our heart. So don't think that you have to have everything sorted before you come to God. Understand that actually it's with God that is the place that we process the deepest and darkest parts of our heart. Some of you have held back from sharing that part of you with God. Don't forget that he knows anyway. (laughs) But there's power as we open up our heart to Jesus and we share and we confess. We say, God, I'm struggling. We open up what's going on. We open up with our struggles and our addictions and our fears and our worries. But he's not just father, he's also a friend. And I, I love this, that, that Jesus wants to be a friend in your life. For me, friendship speaks of fun and joy. So Jesus isn't just about the, the low moments. Oh, you know, I was, I was in a really low place and then I met Jesus and then everything was fine. <laughs> As the classic Christian testimonies we hear, we tell. Look, look, Jesus is not just for when you're in your darkest valley. Jesus is with you in your success. Jesus is with you on your birthday. Jesus is with you in the highlights. He wants to celebrate with you. He is cheering you on. He's enjoying life with you. And when we can allow prayer and our relationship with God to, to occupy the full spectrum and our conversation not just to be so needs-based, or so fear-based, or so every now and then, we're going to find that that we're going to experience Jesus in every part of our world. And I'm convinced that if we invite Him in, if we open the door of our heart to Him, we're going to be blessed, we're going to be full of joy, we're going to be full of peace, and we're going to experience the power of God in us and through us in our world. And I'm believing for influence to flow. There's some people here today, and you've been out of relationship with God. You've been disconnected from Him. And today is your moment to make a decision that you're coming back into relationship. But this decision, it's not just a a yes, sir, I'm going to make that decision. This decision has to be backed up with action. This decision has to be a change of how you live your life. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And I want you just in your heart just to open yourself to God and say, yes, I'm praying this prayer. So dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for all these wonderful people who are making that decision to connect with you. And God, together we decide we want to be in relationship with you. We don't want to be far away. And we want to say, sorry, God, for doing things our own way. Will you forgive us, Lord? having sinned against you and against others. And we receive right now your forgiveness and your love, and we choose to live a different sort of life. We want to be in conversation with you. Let prayer fill every heart, we pray. God causes that that conversation and that river of life to flow through as we pray in the name of Jesus. 
Hey, thanks so much for joining us today here at C3 Reflect. It's been my absolute pleasure. And um, hey, don't forget, hit subscribe on YouTube so you can keep this content coming up. And don't forget to jump on our mailing list, c3reflect.church slash connect. And um, that's really how we can connect. And of course, why don't you come along to an in-person service? We're in London, in the Docklands, and in Balham. And also, we've got dinner parties across the city as well. So it's great to get connected physically, literally. Um, but thanks for joining us today. God bless you guys, and we'll see you soon.